0: Welcome to the Going Somewhere Podcast, a podcast for anyone who finds themselves in the ambiguous adventure of young adulthood, a season marked by uncertainty, change, love, heartbreak, and a whole lot of big decisions. Sit down with me for some real and raw conversations with some incredible people as we dig into what it looks like to be a follower of Jesus in this beautiful yet complicated season of life. If this podcast helps you in any way, please subscribe, leave a review, and share it with friends. Be sure to join the conversation on Instagram by following goingsomewhere.podcast. We're all going somewhere. We might as well go there together. Let's dive into today's episode. Hey, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of the Going Somewhere podcast. Today, I am joined by Jake Triplett. Hello, people. Thanks for
1: listening to us. How are you doing today? I'm great. You know, I'm here. I don't normally come to Fargo, but any excuse to come to Fargo in February, I was like, oh, I it. gotta yeah, take advantage of this. Don't
0: even pay me. I'll pay you to is, come to Fargo. So, yeah. how, is, how has your experience in Fargo been thus far? It's
1: pretty interesting because, I mean, my first, my first steps in Fargo, I got off the plane and there was snow in the, the jetway. Which um, was like, wow, these people they can't keep snow out of anything. <laughs> if there's snow in the airport, that's not good. Uh, but at the same time, it's about 25 degrees today, and I saw a guy in a t-shirt uh, downtown. Yes. So I don't know what season
0: we're in. Summer. Yeah, I guess so. Summer in Fargo. When you go from, it's probably one of the only places on Earth that you can go from like negative 40 to 20 in like a one or two day gap. So it's like 60 degrees difference. This is the best. I can't. Yeah, it's. Uh, I was telling you earlier, there's not enough clothes in my
1: closet to dress if it was negative 40, like windchill or anything, like I would just have to stay indoors, so glad I'm here on
0: a sunny 25-degree day. It's great. Sunny 25. I know. When I was looking at the weather like two weeks ago before you were coming, I saw a lot of negative 20 or like negative 10. I was like, oh, Jake's going to cancel for I don't sure. even know if had yeah, jet fuel can operate. I don't even know if the plane <laughs> could have gotten here
1: in those temperatures, <laughs> so yeah, glad it worked out, and um Thanks for listening to our weather podcast. Yes, um, this, this has been is meteorology our meteorology with Jake and Steven. <laughs> yeah. No,
0: I, I appreciate you coming on here. This is yeah, yeah. a young adult podcast, and That's I us, figure baby. yeah I figure you you meet the criteria quite well. Thank you. Yeah, young looking adult. You I would are say. a youngish adult. Yeah. who has probably had to do a bunch of young adult things, home ownership, yeah, jobs, you know. Yeah. Drive cars and stuff like the, <laughs> the big the big young adult stuff. Yeah, no, totally.
1: Um, right's the accelerator, left's the brake. Um, you got it down. There you guys go. There that's guys young go. adulthood. I don't know what else you need, but that's how I learned.
0: So. No, I'm I'm excited to just kind of jump in to your story a little bit. Cool. You know, you are here in Fargo to do some comedy for a young adult night, which is super exciting. But who is Jake? You know, mm. the people that maybe don't know who Jake Triplett is. Who is Jake Triplett?
1: Uh, So I'm 30 years old and I live in Kansas City. And for my job, it's kind of a mixture of three things. It's all in the comedy and entertainment world. It's stand-up comedy, it's podcasting, and then it's like making uh, like short-form comedy content online on like Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, yada, yada. So um, and don't do any of that by myself. It's all kind of a group effort with some guys, some influencers, mainly one influencer named Trey Kennedy. Kansas City, and so we've been working together for like three years now. So that's what we're doing, we're trying awesome. to entertain folks.
0: Awesome, and you're, you're crushing it.
1: Thanks. I, uh, yeah, you came to the show in Minneapolis, that's how I we did. got here.
0: I did. I, I came, my wife and I drove to Minneapolis because nobody comes to Fargo. Maybe we're gonna change that moving forward. You yeah. know?
1: No, that goes to nine. You, yeah. <laughs> you take it to the industry, you know? Uh, yeah,
0: yeah, uh, but yeah, we went to a show and we. We we had masks the entire night, but we were laughing through the masks the entire night. And Good. so thank you for putting up with going to a comedy show on masks. I'm hey, sure that wasn't fun, but it, thanks it for was, doing it. I didn't know I had to until I got there. So <laughs> Surprise. So that was that was that. So I didn't really have any way around it. Yeah. But. we never know either. I think peop- we always get emails all the time like
1: I was gonna come to your show. And then they wanted me to have a negative test, or they wanted me to have the fill in the blank. It's like <laughs> it's not up to us.
0: Yeah, we're not the ones making uh, the rules. I'm a rules. comedian with a sports
1: marketing degree. Like no one's they don't not asking. Hey, how do you want to handle the COVID situation? It's that's like this amazing.
0: isn't on us. So that's amazing. Easy. Well, and and it's it's fun because I've kind of followed you and Trey on YouTube. It's like there's no non-weird way to say that. Like, I've been following you. You know, like, I've been following you online, you know? and
1: Honestly, it's never been a better day in history to say I've been following you. You say that 20 years ago, you're going to jail. Now it's like, oh, great, thank you. That's a physical,
0: like, (laughs) I've been literally following following you. you. Yeah, looks like like you're up
1: to some good things. It's like, oh,
0: pervert. (laughs) All right, jeez. Yeah, now it's like, oh, you're following me.
1: Thank you for supporting. I'll uh, you. Yeah, (laughs) thank you
0: for doing that. That's awesome. I I just came across your, uh, your link tree, which was...
1: When you said that earlier, I groaned. I was like, oh, my gosh, I forgot I have a link tree. Like, I just – I forgot about Instagram bio. So, you just – I don't know. You just forget about those at a certain age, I guess. You're not updating your bio like you (laughs) used to update your Facebook status? Yeah, dude. I I was so nervous. I was like, oh, God almighty, what is on my link tree? But you found good (laughs) stuff, I I guess. It wasn't super cringy. I –
0: well, you were on a trick shot show with Chad Ochocinco. <laughs> sure. Like that is... A former member of my fantasy football team. Yeah. I yes. take advantage of this. <laughs> Not many people get to say that, that. Yeah. I was on his show, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, that was kind of fun. It was very random. That's awesome. But yeah, you've, you've had a unconventional maybe path. Like I feel like most young adults are in their young adult years going like, all right, I got my degree. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get my job. I'm going to climb the ladder. I'm going to go to this place. Like when you were 14... What was the dream? Like what was, if, if, if Jake were to have like a dream job at that point, what was it?
1: At 14, it probably would have been, I grew up a, a sporty little boy. So at 14, it was probably, I, I had probably just recently moved on from being a professional athlete. I was like, you know yep, what? Yep. Everyone in my family's 5'10 and white. I'm probably not going to make it. I started to realize that. I'm like, yeah, what? why did I think I could play professional sports? Um, But I was probably still in the sports realm. I bet at 14 I wanted to be like a sports commentator, if I had to guess. Okay. I think that was probably what I was like. That would be fun. Just talk about sports. That's great. Yeah. And then at some point it shifted to like... Well, my dad works in sales, and he talks to people. I could always do that. I guess I could work in sales or whatever. That's and always
0: the realistic pivot, isn't it? Like, six. yeah. <laughs> well,
1: I know how sales work. I understand the elementary principles of buying and selling. So, cool. I, I think it's.
0: I think it's so funny, like when you think back to when you're 14. Like, I might have still been in like, because I had a big cowboy phase. Oh, yeah. brother! My grandpa, you know, had the farm, and we'd go there, and like that was the dream for a while, like rodeos, all that stuff. And then it changed to sports. And Mm -hmm. just recently, I'm transitioning out of that being the dream (laughs) of of playing sports. But it's funny. I was a sports management major. Great. Which I don't know what it is. But (laughs) that's what I was for a while. And I changed over to PR and advertising. It's just kind of like, and now here we are. And you are doing internet.
1: Yeah, I'm doing the internet. I didn't major in internet. Actually, this is a fun fact, and this is a 100% true story. The only C I've ever gotten in high school, college, anything, was in college, a class called Social Media Marketing. Only C ever. And that is like, if you could choose one college class that is cl- most closest related to what I'm doing now, it would be that. Do you troll that teacher a lot? I want to bring it up to her, um, but I'm like, no, it doesn't matter. She doesn't care. Also, you can't even remember her name, so probably not That's worth amazing. it. I, one of my big you
0: know fails of a class was keyboarding. Oh, like I, one of the easiest. I love typing. It, it was always like the classes that like, oh, this is just a shoe in for most people. And then like, God,
1: I can't get the cue. So what are you like? Um, What do they call it? Chicken pecking? Are you, are you pecking? I'm not anymore. Or what? I, no, you've, you've I've grown really, out.
0: I, I don't know. They talk about like letting your pain fuel your purpose. And mm. so it was that that really <laughs> took me to a next level. Just the online typing that... I I'm going to rectify the situation. Uh, yeah, I imagine you going to like a public library,
1: like typing class. You're only in there with like nine-year-olds and like 85-year-olds, <laughs> and you're just like, I will, I will learn
0: home row. I will figure out. 85 words per yeah, minute, QWERTY keyboards, yeah. <laughs> words so per good minute. for you, man. It's not 85 words per minute. That would be very <laughs> slow. Or I don't even know what that would be. Fast. Is that? I don't it? know. What's the speed limit around here? What do they? What do they do? 75 on the highways. I don't know on the. Okay, keyboard that seems for fast for keyboard. Yeah. Then let's do it. But but back to what we were talking <laughs> no, about. Um, so what was the pivot point? Like what happened from obviously a lot happens from fourteen, like no, yeah. Just it's, in every area of our lives, but what was kind of the pivot point for you to like pursue where you're now?
1: So it was the first week of college actually. Um, which college is usually pretty transformative for most people. I can't believe how early it I'm very thankful for how early it kinda happened. It wasn't like sophomore junior year. It's like, right. yeah, like three days in, it kinda things switched. And what it was, was um, I'm sure like most people who are listening, you're probably the same way. Like you have kind of an area as a kid that you like, you're good at, or you're talented in. For me, it was math. Everyone, you know, I was, um, that was always, you know, the ACT portion of math. That was my bread and butter. Um, I was in all these advanced math classes, yada, yada. So everyone told me middle school, high school, like you got to be an engineer. You would, lo- you would be a great engineer. You know, I was young enough when people were telling me <laughs> that I thought I meant like train conductor. I was like, why Does I still remember that? I was I hate like, that. I could do it if they changed the hats. But I truly had no idea how those things were correlated. I was like, I guess trains deal with a lot of math. I don't know. Um, eventually figured out what the engineer was. And but I was just like, OK, great. And so I take all these college math classes in high school. I go get to freshman year of college and I'm already in like calculus three or something. I'm like, all right, th- let's do this. And I sit there that first day of class, and I remember having this moment, like, what am I doing? Calculus three, I'm in here with all these, like, (laughs) 21-year-olds. Like, I just, like, I just didn't feel like this is where I wanted to be, and it didn't feel like college to me. It felt like uh, something I was being forced to do. It's something I didn't want to do. And I remember the next day, the second day of college, I went to my advisor, and I said, take me out of all the math classes. I don't know what I want to major in, but I'll let you know. And so I look back at that. I didn't, it didn't seem like that big of a deal at the time. It's was just like, I don't want all this homework, but I look back at that. And that was a a pivot of like, I'm not going to do what people just assume I'm going to do or what they're going to tell me to do. I don't know right now, but I'm going to figure out where I feel like, um, kind of the hybrid of gift and talents on one side and also like passion on the other side. That's awesome. Yeah. And so it took a while to figure that out, but that was the pivot point.
0: I feel like that's like where a lot of people are in general in young adulthood is like, and that's why I called the podcast Going Somewhere because mm-hmm. I feel like that's what it feels like a lot of times. Oh, it's perfect. Like, I didn't even realize that. Yeah, that's how I'm I felt. Going somewhere. Yeah. This yeah. is all leading uh-huh. me somewhere. Mm-hmm. But to like put the pieces together is kind of like the amazing journey of it. Because yeah. I think most people, to an extent, like what they said they were going to do when they're 18 and then when they turn 30, it's like, I am a Lego builder. Like, yeah. Yeah.
1: In a way, <laughs> dude, it's funny you say that because, yeah. Two nights ago, I went to an improv show with some friends, and so we were talking about it afterwards. And for some reason or another, it like jogged a memory, and I was like, "Oh wait, I think I have this." And so, anyway, I'll oh, get to it. I have a note in my phone. Um, still, it was most recently added March third, twenty fourteen. So this is when I'm about yes. to graduate college. Okay. I have a note in my phone called Jobs, and um, job number one was radio host. What decade did I think I was living in? I wanted to be, like, a radio, like, DJ I mean, or something. you kind of... But podcasts are, like, cool the modern yeah. radio. Like yeah. that's how I'm making, like, a decent living now, is, like, the modern radio host. Yeah. That's funny. And then the next one was Cruise Line Entertainer. I never even been on a cruise. I was just like, that sounds fun. I don't know. Like, you just get to... I love the ocean. That'd be fun. And I'm kind of doing that have in you a way.
0: Have, you haven't done it yet, though. You've got to get on a cruise line now.
1: Oh, well, yeah. At that point in time, I had never been on a cruise. I've been on a cruise since then. Okay. And, um, have you been the entertainer yet? I've not entertained on a cruise, I've just been in the audience. I um, think
0: without even reading the rest of this list, which we're going to do, I think this needs to become a new bucket list for Jake Triplett. Like, I'm gonna be all these things, become all of these things, <laughs> yeah, which I'm very excited to move on now. With that would more be a these. great like mini series or something, it and, would be
1: like Jake accomplishes what he wants to do when he's 22. Next one is News Anchor. So, clearly, I wanted to be center of attention radio host, cruise entertainer, News Anchor. I was like, get me in front of a microphone, so News Anchor. And then the fourth one is public speaker. I don't know what I thought I had to offer the world. It's like, no, they'll just pay me to like speak.
0: I've done nothing. But again, but. <laughs> you've done so far, you have hit the nail on the head. Maybe not the news anchor one, but yeah,
1: but in a way, yeah, isn't that kind of crazy? I mean, I've literally you do two public ago. speaking. Yeah, I was like, know? wait, I'm doing this. is so weird. Because even a, a year ago, I'd been like, oh, I'm not doing any of these things, basically. And then the other one was, like, work in marketing. Uh, one of them was high school business teacher, which, once again, I don't know why I felt qualified to do that. <laughs> that, would big, that would be a big pivot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, all right, I'm going to go I'm gonna go teach high school now. And then one of them was called Second City, which is, like, an improv school. I don't know if you've heard of that. That's where a lot of, like, SNL people came from. Yeah, in like yeah, Chicago. Yeah. Like, Steve Carell, Tina Fey, they all did it. So that was an option. It was like, I just moved to Chicago to do improv, I guess. And then... The very last one on the list is what I ended up doing, and it was uh, youth ministry. It was literally last. It did make the <laughs> list, but it was in dead last. I was like, all if right, I can't become a news anchor, if no one will pay me to, you know, just talk, then I guess I'll be a youth pastor. And then that's uh, weirdly enough what I ended up doing for three years.
0: So, and what was what was that experience like? You know, doing youth ministry. I feel like you're in one place, you're in one church, and like, mm-hmm. you had all these desires and, and dreams. So, what was that like in that season?
1: Uh, it was, I think I was having so much fun that it wasn't like I'm putting my dreams on hold. It was just like, I kind of like the, I'm going somewhere. Like, it still feels like I'm headed in a direction that I like. So like even though right. I have no idea what I'm doing and I signed a three year contract and that's kind of scary. It's like, this is so fun. And it truly feels like in the moment, you know, I'm 22. It does feel like I'm using the gifts and the talents I've been given for the kingdom. So like what can, you can't argue with this. So I think I was able to look at that and be like, this isn't where I think I'm going to end up. I don't think I'm going to end up doing vocational ministry for forever. But for the time being, yeah, I'm able to use kind of right. this entertainment funny bone and use it f- to help kids know more about the gospel and Jesus and everything. So it was fun. And, um, but it was during that time, uh, a few months into youth ministry, it was a Black Friday sale. I bought a camera for the first time. And what, what kind of camera? Canon Rebel T5. Okay. A uh, little camera bundle at Target, which is kind of how a Target is. You go in there looking to just get something and you're like, wow, how did I end up with all this garbage? You know, I was like yes. I was not going in there to buy camera a though. camera at all. But I was like, well, it's, I don't even know how much cameras are going for. I was like, it's Black Friday, so it's got to be on sale. Right? You know, it's probably on. It's probably like, because my first was a T4i. Oh, we were like back to back then.
0: Yeah, which is funny because we still. We busted that out recently to use that for different things. No,
1: wait. You still have it. Yeah. Good for you, man. I didn't
0: use it for like eight years, and I was like, I don't have another camera. <laughs> Get the T4i yeah. out.
1: But yeah, so I impulsively buy this camera for some reason, because I thought I wanted to take cooler Instagram photos. Truly. I was just like, that would be sick. Just go out <sighs> by the railroad, take some pics.
0: Build my, uh, yeah, I don't my know. Instagram. My
1: Instagram youth pastor. Uh, yeah, I don't know what I was thinking. And so you know, uh, probably a day later, I just have this oh, crap moment. Where I'm like, why in the world... That I spent, you know, I work in youth ministry. I'm getting paid nothing. I spent four hundred dollars on pieces of techn- technology I don't even know how to operate. Uh, but I think I was too stubborn to take it back, but too poor to not utilize it. It's so like, all right, I'm going to use this sucker. And so that December, I was like, I'm going to make. I learned it had a video function. I was like, oh, that's kind of fun. I could make videos, maybe. Learned how to use it, and to make myself feel like I wasn't wasting my money, I was like, every day this December. I'm going to make a video and I'm going to put it up on Facebook just for my friends to see and just kind of challenge yeah. myself. That way it won't feel like I wasted my money. Like, you know, you go out and buy new running shoes and it's like, oh, I got to run now or else I wasted my money. Kind right. Of, you know, financially motivates you to do things. And so I did that on accident. And anyway, it was that month that I kind of fell in love with making videos like, well, I really like this process. I really like this like feeling of like an outlet, you know, I have all these ideas, I have all this like kind of creative thoughts and like this is kind of fun out outlet and nothing's going viral necessarily. Right. But it's like my friends like it. I like it. This is fun. And so videography was just a hobby for like three years, just on the side while I was doing youth ministry. And uh, it was kind of a fun outlet. And in the same realm, I was like, I don't know if this is going to be what I end up doing, but it does feel like I'm headed somewhere kind of fun. Like, let's just ride it out. Let's see.
0: When when did it become like, okay, this can become a career. Like, this is not obviously at that point it's like making fun videos and mm-hmm. you know who hasn't done that most of them that yeah, i hope everyone, nobody ever finds you know but every like male millennial listening to this is like oh yeah i've been there oh, i've
1: yeah. made some trick shot videos i've done some For stupid sure. comedy but yeah we've we were all talking about
0: it. trick shot videos earlier and i i recently had found one and it was like <laughs> oh that was like a three-pointer like that, <laughs> <laughs> that why did i think a camera needed to be involved yeah, yeah. in this this is like a granny it, style free throw could barely see it going through the hoop yeah yeah
1: it so didn't like, have the framing right yeah. like the ball goes out or the we all or made
0: something? one where it's like that exaggerated, like rolling it and then swishing it. Oh, I, that was a big yeah, you know, that was a big was, thing too. Good premise. Good premise.
1: Um, I'd say towards the end of my three-year stint in youth ministry, I was getting a little better at videography and someone offered me to, like, we want to film our wedding. And I was like, great. And they paid me $400 for it, which is hilarious. But hey. Paid off the camera. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Finally broke even. <laughs> broke even on the camera three years later, which is good. And uh, so I was like, okay, maybe this is freelance video could be a thing that I do. Um, and so I was kind of thinking about it. And anyway, truly out of the blue one day, I get a Facebook message from a guy. We have literally one mutual friend. That's it. One mutual friend. And he's like, Hey, uh, my name is Josh. I do this. You can check out my Instagram. And, um, I heard about you through so-and-so I'm looking to like kind of start a YouTube channel. And, uh, I heard about you. I've seen some of your videos. You seem like, you know, your way around a camera. You seem really fun. Would you be interested in like helping me start my YouTube channel? I know this is kind of crazy, and, uh, you know, at that time I was 25, you know, feeling pretty young, single, I have no attachment to anything. And it was kind of a point in my life where, and I, I will say this guy had like 250,000 Instagram followers. So it wasn't like we were just starting okay. from scratch. He was a juggler. His was- Instagram name was juggling Josh. Wow. And so he was okay. like a world-class juggler. So I had some talent. He's like, I want to kind of start this kind of channel, yeah. yada, yada. I was like, I mean, that. That's kind of fun. That's kind of random. For sure. I, at that point, I one of the other options I had. I had the LSAT app on my phone. I was studying to take the LSAT. I'm like, maybe, who knows? Sc- scratch this like math itch that's yeah, still in yeah. there. Maybe be a little math boy. And I had no idea what I was gonna do post youth ministry. And um, what it ended up coming down to was like, I'm 25. I have the world ahead of me. What I don't want to happen is 10 years from now, I have some job. I'm selling insurance. Nothing against selling insurance, everyone out there. But, you know, I have some job and I don't want to have to wonder what if I would have taken that YouTube position, you know? And so it came down to future regret of like, I want to say yes to this now. That way I don't feel any sense of regret later in life. Like, what if I would have said yes to that? What if I would have done that? So I was like, let's do it. There is no promise of anything financially waiting on me down there. We were starting from scratch and just kind of went for it. Moved to Dallas, moved in with this guy I never even met before. And I moved in with him and his wife <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> just started this YouTube channel where we just, uh, made a lot of, and quickly I went from like behind the camera. I was just going to be his videographer and editor and help him get this channel off the ground. And I guess he kind of liked my personality and a few months into it, we renamed the channel to Jake and Josh, kind of a pun off, you know, Drake and Josh, and also just worked because it was our names. And so then you didn't I didn't have to change
0: it. Yeah. I was yeah. like, well, oh, this is oh, pretty perfect. much the
1: same. So, uh, yeah, it was kind of an athletic trick shot channel. We, um, we had a series called World Record Wednesdays. We would like break or set a world record every Wednesday. And how so many? How
0: many do you have right now? Do you know? Estimate.
1: Ones that are certified by Guinness, probably only, like three or four. Just because it's such a process, like they do not make it easy. They need like it right. costs all this money. You need like an adjudicator They're present, and so only a few, but probably a, a few dozen like that are still standing. There's and don't be impressed by this. Everyone listening out there, there are so many dumb world records.
0: If you really look, you could find like what's what's like the coolest slash dumbest that you have uh
1: or I mean, that you've had maybe dumbest i remember flipping sandals off of my foot into like a fishnet <laughs> that was one it was like most sandals flipped off a of foot into a you know 12 inch target in a minute and that one took forever it that was
0: one sucked I 12 like, well, inch target yeah something like that. Like into a bucket yeah, under yeah.
1: a net or something or um like highest distance to drop a hot dog into a bun I mean, there is a lot of stuff you could find. There's a lot of dumb records. How how high did you get? We went to some like. I've been like, curious. I've, uh, yeah, I mean, know. everyone talks about it. You never know the height. I, it was something. It was like a high rise in downtown Dallas. So I mean, it was several hundred feet, probably. You know, probably that's 20, insane. 30, 40 okay. stories. So that's amazing. It was fun. Yeah, I just take the elevator up with like a ziploc full of full of hot dogs <laughs> and just start letting them fly. So it was dumb, and a lot of them, yeah, weren't even like that skill based. They're just like, do you have the patience to pull this off? Great, then you could probably do nice. it. Nice, yeah. Uh, but no, do I you mean, not
0: have a, a nine to five job that frees you up? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to,
1: Are you pretty young and single and don't have a lot else going on?
0: Yeah, you can set the record. For you could drop a hot dog behind that. the back lemon
1: passes or whatever. Ooh, there you go. Um, so, and obviously, we were coordinated guys, there were a lot of it, that came in handy for stuff we were doing. But
0: humble brag, uh, <laughs> we coordinated. I, I'm just saying, like, <laughs> I'm, just I'm not
1: saying it took no talent, <laughs> but it didn't take much. It was, uh, <laughs> it was pretty fun. So. Anyway, that was my entry into kind of content creation and entertainment. It was just like this guy who didn't even know me at all, just like reached out out of the blue. Because of these videos I was making as a hobby that, you know, it came from just like a passion. Like, this is just fun to make these videos and had no intentions of it ever. Like, maybe someday this will get the attention of a YouTuber who will let me live with his wife. You know, like (laughs) that was the goal. (laughs) No, so it was just kind of fun the way it worked out. (laughs) It's in my my note. Yeah, right under youth pastor. It was like live with a married couple um, in Dallas. So glad I crossed that off the list. That's amazing. So yeah, that's kind of where it started to turn into like, oh, okay, this is like now earning money and uh, end up getting to a spot. In a year, we got up to, like, 170,000 subscribers, so I was able to, like, okay, we were like, making money off this, and I don't need to – because while we were going to the YouTube channel, I was doing freelance videography, and I was okay having to say yes to everybody. I mean, I did car commercials. I did, uh, um, you know, just little, like, gadgets. I did weddings. I did yeah. proposals, anything. The only thing I said no to, I won't want to be to shoot a birthing video. And I was like, I think I'm going to draw the line I'm pass. at the uterus. I'll pay so. you $20,000. All right. I'll be there. <laughs> All right. Eh, you know, I could probably make it work. I think it was the only thing I said no
0: to is the birth video. But otherwise, did that to kind of... I'm just s- glad that somebody was like, this single male seems to be the guy that would shoot a birth video. Yeah. Yeah. What does this that seems, say about me? This or what seems the- to be his
1: wheelhouse. Yeah. Look the niches are in the riches and I think the niches are also in me
0: and I'd like you to film them. I'm like, Oh wow. Was, was there ever like a point where you almost jumped off of like that pathway and was like, all right, I'm just going to go back to doing something safe. Cause I think that's, I feel like that's where a lot of, and not, not to anybody's fault, but that's like the draw for a lot of people, especially young adults is like, there comes a point where it's like, all right, I'm going to find the comfortable path. I'm going to find the safe thing that provides for my family and does this mm-hmm. was there ever like a temptation to like go that route at this point like when you're in it that's a good question
1: uh and it reminds me i was very aware how unbelievably blessed i was even in the moment of like i have parents who are so supportive and not pressuring me or forcing me to do anything there was no pressure like okay hey why don't you think you should don't you think you should probably just yeah i was going you know there was never anything like that they saw that i was having fun and doing something different and so I was very blessed in that sense and, yeah, just very aware of the, the privilege I have just to be young and single and not to have this attachment, not to have a family to provide for. You know, I can, I can put down some pizza rolls and peanut butter sandwiches, you know, so it didn't even take a ton of money to really, like, stay financially viable. And so I think um, – I heard a quote one time. You ever heard the podcast, How I Built This? Yes. Yeah, it's great. Guy Raz. Yeah. Yeah. I remember the, one of the co-founders of Instagram was on there, and he was talking about um, – kind of this methodology for success and not a lot of it, it's always talent or always luck. He chalked it up to being, are you smart enough to know when you're lucky? Like, are you smart enough to realize, okay, I've been granted some pretty good luck here. Or like some things have gone my way. Are you smart enough to capitalize on that? Yeah. And I think that's what I was able to do. And like, okay, I'm in a good position where like this guy is taking a chance on me. I'm young, I'm single. I have a couple skills that make me like valuable in the realm of YouTube. Yeah let's take advantage of this. And so I don't know if there was a ton of like pressure or I don't know, like hesitation with what I was doing. I wasn't always positive. It was going to work out, but it was like, let's give it a go though. Right. You know, I don't want to have to wonder like, what if I would have stuck with it? So, and you could tell from my list in 2014, I wasn't exactly wanting the most normal jobs. Anyway, I wanted to live on a boat for nine months at a time. So (laughs) I was willing to do whatever it took to not do the traditional route, I think.
0: Right. Which is cool. And I think that's, like, there's different paths for everybody. And I think that's the fun, like, discovery portion of the adventure. Like, Definitely, I, yeah. I call it the ambiguous adventure of young adulthood because mm-hmm. it's, like, it's different for everybody. And I think people are made for that. Like, we need people to do those things and be in those places that provide stability for communities. And mm-hmm. then we need people that are going a different route and pushing against the grain to remind us, I think, too, of, like, okay, what are the things that God's put in my life, my heart, the dreams, the passions, and how can I make them converge with like the reality of the life around me? So it's pretty cool. Yeah, definitely.
1: No, that that's a good word. Yeah, cuz not everyone can go off and just follow their dreams. You know, you're not in a position to do that. But also some people their dreams are to uh, their talents come on a spreadsheet. Their talents come on right. serving a family and so
0: like if you're able to to do that, then like do whatever it takes to to go after it. But I also think there's like a takeaway for everybody in that of okay, I don't think we are, even when you look at the life of Jesus, he didn't take the safe and comfortable route, like the way that he lived was not in Mm -hmm. that way. So I think there's there's that inevitable pull, but I think there's also, how do we move past the comfort in our everyday life to like pursue a life of meaning regardless of, because like people could see it as, oh, you're just chasing the wildest dreams that you can think up of. And I think that there's truth to that, but also- like to live in your sweet spot is where the re- the real stuff happens. Like when you can live in your sweet spot, whether yeah. you're an accountant with 16 kids or that's, you know, Philip Rivers, but like, <laughs> you know, or three kids and you're just owning that season, serving the people around you. Like that's your sweet spot.
1: Yeah. I like that. The sweet spot. Cause you'll know it when you're there. A lot of you know it, even if you're not there, you know what it looks to, you know, like I want to be in this position with this type of support group or this family or whatever. So Yeah. Because I felt a certain way. So a year into doing the YouTube thing with Josh in Dallas, it was crazy fun, right? This crazy lifestyle. I grew up on a farm, and now I'm in Dallas YouTubing. I'm with Chad Ochocinco. Like, that year of my life was just nuts. I mean, I was on the Today Show. I was on Rush's Got Talent. I was on MTV. From the outside, it was like, oh, my gosh. Like, I filmed with Logan Paul a couple times when he was at, like, the peak of YouTube. Like, it was all this stuff from the outside. I was like, wow, look at Jake. Well, he's doing it. You know, he's doing right. all stuff. and it was super fun. It's not like in hindsight, I make the story more, more romantic by saying, but I was depressed. It wasn't that at all. But what I would say is it was like a nine out of 10 was like my life, which is like very, very good. A lot of people never get to nine out of 10. And I was, I was very happy and decently fulfilled. Um, and so I'm having all the success on the outside, like, yeah, subscribers. Yeah. We're full-time YouTuber MTV, whatever. But it was like the content we were creating, we had a target audience. Right. And that was like, kind of like middle school boys kind of like you know we want to capture this like this nerf trick shot dude perfect type audience and you know the videos we're putting out you know yesterday's was called toilet paper trick shots and like that's going to do well with our audience but it wasn't like I didn't feel completely fulfilled by it I wasn't like texting my friends being like do you guys see the video because I know they're not watching none of my friends from college are checking in on how high I dropped this hot dog you know they don't care (laughs) and so there was just a part of me that was like what would that ten out of ten look like? I had to like think about it, and basically, I made the decision. And I feel like everyone—if you're in, a, not obviously, not everyone's privileged enough to do this—but if you're in a position to go after it, everyone deserves to at least go after whatever that ten out of ten is for you. And for me, that felt like going after like the realm of comedy. I'm just like that is, I think, my sweet spot. Like that's where I think I would feel fully fulfilled and fully utilizing the gifts and the talents I've been given. And so, one way or another, um, yeah, I got connected with. Uh, Trey Kennedy, and it, it didn't make sense to a lot of people around me. Like, well, you're just quitting this. Like, I mean, your YouTube channel has never been better. It's growing as fast as it's ever grown. And I mean, it took Josh by surprise. It took all my friends by surprise. My parents like, "Are you sure?" And I was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna like quit this like successful, like thriving YouTube channel because I don't think it's ultimately what I want to be doing." And uh, and now, fast forward three and a half years later, it's like I am I'm on tour doing stand-up comedy, like, right. holy crap, this is amazing, you know, and so,
0: yeah, I'm very, very thankful for all the reasons mentioned earlier, it's crazy. Well, I feel like it's just, the the fun thing is that it's just getting started, too, you know, like, this is... That's true, too, yeah, this this is pretty is new in like, comedy. And I think that's the, I don't know, you mentioned it earlier, and just now, like, gratitude, I think when we can look at life with gratitude, like, yeah. where we are, where we've come from, regardless of where that is, like, I think that's like an open door to seeing like the the good things as blessings when when we see that even when it took a lot of hard work like because obviously you've grinded like it's not like you just pulled out your t5 and (laughs) you know just uploaded it to youtube and yeah i'm famous you know like it yeah there are a lot of months of no one watching you've made you've probably made a lot of videos that you wish you didn't you Mm -hmm. know like you yeah and all that stuff yet you you can look back at it and see like there was a pathway of like blessing that led to this point and we'll move forward. I think that's the fun thing is like when you can live with gratitude in the moment, you can have hope for the future too, of like, it wasn't just all me just making this happen. Like I can trust that I'll go to the next place too. Totally. Yeah. And
1: it's so fun. And I'm thankful to even have the perspective to understand kind of where I'm at in life right now and to, to have that thankfulness because yeah, like, every night before I go on stage to perform, you know, like, right before I go on, I'll, like, send up a prayer. And almost every prayer starts with, like, God, I can't believe I'm doing this. Like, this is still so crazy. Like, yeah. thank you so much for this opportunity. Like, this – and it's not like I grew up, like, someday I will be a comedian. Someday I will have a Netflix special. Like, I was never that gung-ho about it. But it was like, oh, if I could be a comedian, oh, my God, who wouldn't want to be? That's right. so fun. You know, everyone knows, you know, what a comedian is and how fun that looks. And so, yeah, it's still just so crazy to me. And I can't believe, like – like a few nights ago, actually, last week, I actually sat in the audience for our opener, Lucas, when he was performing. And just sitting in the audience, I had this like really like almost existential moment. Like this is so crazy. Like I've put myself in the shoes of an audience member. Like this is so fun. We're in this huge theater, and Lucas is up there. He's making all of them laugh. And then it hit me. It was like I'm about to go up there. I'm about to do what he's doing. How? How am I doing yeah. that? You know, it, it's just crazy. It'd be like if you were at a concert. And you're a musician yourself, but you're just kind of, you know, just doing your own thing and you're, and then all of a sudden it's like, all right, you go up next. You're like, what, really? I get to perform for all these <laughs> people <going> there? <laughs> and they're going to like it, you know? So that gave me just recently some new perspective. Like this is so insane and I hope I never take it for granted that
0: I, yeah, I'm here. I'm, well, this you is hired
1: a, a, me in f- to come to Fargo. You know, this is awesome. Yeah.
0: Well, this is, I, I look back at my life and there's many of those moments of like, all right, this is going to be one of those pillars, mm. you know, that I can look back at and go like, this is pretty great. And I think the ebbs and flows of seasons in life, I think, are important to understand too. Of there'll yeah. come a season where your ten out of ten is different. You know, and sure. I think yeah. And it might be a Netflix doc or it might be this or it might be being a dad. Like mm-hmm. I feel like yeah. part of my mix right now is like that. Like my wife was gone for a conference this weekend, so I was solo dating it and yeah like there was just a moment of course there's a lot of chaotic moments like it's not like my house is just like peaceful and serene <laughs> yeah. got like, a lot of meditation in this weekend I actually. was playing guess who with my daughter and she was she was like had a puzzling look on her face and she was like does yours have a head <laughs> and i'm like yes it does great question good to get that out of the way Rob. she asked does yours have hands and i judging by the face yes <laughs> this this person does have hands
1: he's got that handsy look to yes
0: and so but it was like those moments of like this child that has this beautiful personality is mine and i get to like oh, i can raise them and love them and yeah so it's like that's a 10 out of 10 sweet spot yeah. moment and then these other things like to start a podcast was something that i had in a notebook like years ago yeah. and then Why it just kind of converged yeah was and like, you're
1: doing it and you never have to wonder someday like what if i would have started that podcast you know because you did it the hardest yeah. step is from zero to one in right. anything i don't care what it is
0: and you, you can know, for- you can look in our room and you've got like this really bad tan you know and like the seam in the middle it's, it's not perfect though. yeah yeah it's, it's not great. perfect but i feel like doing it's better than not doing it doing it average is better than just not ever doing it. absolutely people all the
1: time like to ask me you know because i kind of start as a videographer and they're like what's like the best camera? I'm going to shoot YouTube videos. What's the best camera? What's the best lens? You know, what do you shoot on? It's like the best camera is the one you have on you. Just get it out there, you know, just get it, whatever you have. And I think that goes for anything. Just like, I think the execution, just doing it is way more important than the, the flawlessness of it. The, the perfectionism of it. So, so good. Yeah. Fires me up that you're doing this.
0: I feel like that's one of the things about your and Trey's journey too, is like, if you watch your guys's, which I encourage everybody to watch their stuff, but you're, it's not like don't be offended it's not like the perfect like wow that was so well cut and the audio is perfect and the video the lighting everything yeah like but you guys just pump out content and it's great Mm -hmm. so like do you ever feel pressure of like all right my livelihood depends on funniness (laughs) you know like on my humor like is that pressure i think the closest thing
1: to pressure i feel sometimes is i'll sit and think of like am i ever gonna run out of ideas Like, right now, we're cranking out so many, like, comedy sketches a week. It's, like, there's got to be a finite amount of, like, relatable things, right? Like, this can't just keep going. But it's, like, well, I guess, you know, we've been doing this for three and a half years, and we still have ideas in our Google Docs. So, um, there's a little bit of that. But it's, like, you'll always be adapting. But, yeah, you're right. There is something, too. Like, anytime we collab with anyone, which is not often, just because – it just usually is more trouble than it's worth. But anytime we do collab with people, they are shocked at how quickly we can like crank out videos. Cause we don't like, <laughs> we don't mic people up. We don't like get any lighting in we're just like, I mean, the windows are open. That's good. That's good lighting. Perfect right? that's, lighting. That's good enough. And, um, yeah, the audio is just like, that's, you know, we do a lot of like one takes like, great. Got it. And what do you guys
0: use for audio? Do you just do,
1: like- I have like a, a shotgun microphone, just an on camera microphone. Okay. And it, you know, does yeah. a good enough job. And that's kind of our brand. I was like, good enough. It's a comedy video. We're not making a... But I love that. Yeah, because it really is. It's like we are making a three-minute comedy video for TikTok or, you know, for Instagram. Like, this isn't a Martin Scorsese film. Like, it's fine. Right. No one's judging this, you know, uh, that, you know, minutely or whatever. So, um, yeah, we're big on just, like, focus on the, the jokes. Focus on the content. Content is king. Like, really, you know, try to spend your time making the material as good as it can be and then let's be efficient when it comes time to execute
0: but isn't that life too like focus on the content of your life like mm, yeah the person you are the person you're becoming and let the, like the details and the the fine things just mm-hmm. kind of fall into place because i think that a lot of people can get hung up on that of like i mean you can take just the instagram you know what will do to get like the perfect feed or you know whatever mm-hmm. the case is but then just oh man
1: don't get started people we,
0: who care about their like
1: their their feed and like their <laughs> grid oh my gosh everyone's <laughs> no just give it up no one's looking at your grid you're the only person who cares about your the, grid
0: the grid the zoom out nobody's doing it. it's just what's coming up yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 but but yeah i mean i think just in life in general we we do that like we we back off of things whether that's something financially, something in our faith, something because it might not go perfect. It might not mm-hmm. go.
1: Yeah, I think that's true. And yeah, it's it's easier said than done, right? Like, yeah. just don't worry about it. Just be chill. Just, <laughs> just, just chill out, man. Cool cool off a, a little bit, you know, because it's the same thing with us too. that Sometimes you got to like, you got to film in public and Trey's wearing a cardigan. He's full on cross-dressed in a target right now and I'm filming him and it's like, just don't care about what people think. It's like, yeah, well that's easier <laughs> said than done. Sometimes there's a lot of people looking at you and some people know who you are and they want pictures. It's like, sorry, I'm cross-dressing right now. Or, you know, whatever, like we're filming something right now. So yeah, it's one of those things where it's like in principle. Yeah, absolutely. Right. But actually doing
0: it, it's a little different. And I think that's the, again, that's like the journey of it is, all right. If I can look at this through, What's the content of my life, and who is the person I'm becoming, and not get as worried? And I think that's the thing with your story and even mine of like I didn't have this all mapped out, and you don't have this all mapped out. Mm-hmm. Most of us don't, but somehow we're here, and yeah. so we can trust that that'll take us to the next place too. You know, I think that's kind of the beautiful thing. And I know you had mentioned it earlier today of just like Trey didn't headhunt you. Like it wasn't like Trey. Yeah. Was like, oh man, this guy's so funny. Like, yeah, I no, he work- had no idea. Like, how did <laughs> how did you start working for Trey?
1: Um so I actually did meet him in person when I was still living in Kansas City. He had just moved there. I met him in person uh out at a restaurant one night randomly and I was like I'm actually a videographer or whatever and he's like, "Oh cool. Like uh where do you live?" And I was like, "Kansas City for now, but wherever I'm, you do." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, next door. Um I've been following you 1980s. I lived person. with another guy in his wife, like. <laughs> yeah So this is yeah, so it was the week he moved to Kansas City, no joke, is the week I was moving to Dallas. So it was like, we met, but it's like, I'm about to go do this other YouTube thing. Right. So it was kind of like, all right, whatever. So I met him and had no correspondence or anything. But then fast forward 11 months later, I've been doing the YouTube thing. He's still been doing his thing in Kansas City. And I get thrown at a group text with some of my old friends from Kansas City. And they're like, hey, we're um, doing a bachelor watch party uh, Monday night. Everyone come over which was a silly text for multiple reasons. One, I've never watched this show. I don't know why they thought to include me. (laughs) Two, I don't even live in Kansas City, and I have it for 11 months. Why did you think I would come to this? So I think it was a mistake that even got thrown in the group text. But in the text, someone texted, Trey, you gonna be there? I was like, ooh, this could be Trey Kennedy. So then I went and looked up where Trey is from. It said uh, Oklahoma City area, like on his Wikipedia page. I was like, great, let's look up Oklahoma City area code, 405, great. All right, only issue is, We've got two four hundred five numbers in this group text. Trey never responds. I don't know which one is him. So anyway, just one day, truly out of the blue, I just call up one of the four hundred five numbers, and luckily it was Trey, and luckily he answered. Because once again, I'm not the most like gung ho, like steadfast guy. Of, like I will work for this guy someday. Like if he didn't answer, I, I might have just hung it up there. Like oh, <laughs> oh well, it's probably <laughs> wrong number. You know whatever. Uh, so thankfully, thankfully he answered. He's like hello, and I'm like. Hey, you know, this is Jake Triplett. I don't know if you remember meeting me. I'm friends with so-and-so. Um, anyway, just kind of wanted to shoot my shot with you. And long story short, actually, it's already been a long story. But basically, just kind of like tried to show him how I could add value to what he was doing. Because I knew it had just been him and a tripod for four years, ever since he'd blown up on Vine. I was like, I know he's got to be tired of this. And I've seen firsthand, right, you know, me joining Josh – for that YouTube channel, the benefit of like two heads in the huddle, two becoming one becoming two, just even this, the accountability you have of like, hey, we said we were going to post two videos a week. Now we're accountable to each other to post those. When it's just you and you're like, like I'm sure you might be going through it right now. Like I'm going to put out a podcast episode every whatever. If no one's really like there to like do it right. with you, it's it's way harder. And so anyway, just try to throw out a lot of things on why I thought I could add value. Um, and it took a few phone calls. a little bit more convincing he's and then eventually he's like all right let's do it and so uh and the initial i mean thing was like the furthest thing from a full-time position i worked about five hours a week for months and months and months i would shoot like one video and edit one video a week and that was it Yeah, yeah so once again crazy that it has become what it is and now we have a podcast together we have multiple youtube channels together and now i'm going on tour with him doing comedy so very thankful to so many people in my life, for Josh for the initial opportunity, for Target for having a camera, for Trey for answering the phone. You know, it's just crazy how it got gotten and Target here. having your wardrobe. Target Previous. having good fellow and co jeans that I wear on stage every night. You know, just it, it starts and ends with Target, really. Ship a train of <laughs> gains in, in their Thanks, section, too. Yeah. yeah. No, I,
0: I, I think I love that that call basically stemmed out of like, I want to add value to what you're doing. Like, mm. obviously, you wanted a job. Obviously, you wanted to like get into comedy and and do that stuff but of the angle of i just want to add value to what you're doing i feel like i can and i think when we can go into just our everyday life just saying that and thinking that like okay i know who i am and i know that i can add value to you or this and not just jobs but like to the people around us i think that's yeah
1: relationships friend groups whatever
0: yeah like just a community like I know who I am. I know what I can offer. And right now, like my wife and I, we've been having this conversation because I'm like a dreamer. Like I'm, a, all right. I've got the Google Docs or mine yeah, is yeah. Evernote um, of just I like some list yeah, yeah. lists of things that I would love to do. Mm-hmm. One of my ideas is a YouTube series called "Let's Be Ballpark Frank," where we just have honest conversations <laughs> at a baseball game eating <laughs> hot dogs. Love it. Don't know if we're gonna get there. You got to
1: start with a good name though, and you're already there. So that's, got that's it. the hardest step.
0: But like I have like to that idea and then just like more <laughs> practical things that I'm like this podcast. But then my wife is like, I don't know if I have that, you know, like She's I don't, like, I just want to take out the trash. I don't, time. Yeah. <laughs> I don't wake up thinking about like those things yet. You know, she has this way of putting people at ease. Like I've never seen before. Like yeah, cool. anybody can come into our house and they just kick off their shoes and like they can just feel at home. Mm-hmm. And I love that about her. And so like for her adding value to somebody's life in a practical way is very simple. And I think that is how it can be for many of us. So
1: that's sweet. Yeah. And don't be afraid to be like honest with yourself. Like, cause I was always so scared of like coming across as arrogant or cocky, but like you can, you're allowed to be confident in yourself. You're allowed to like adequately assess what you are good at and what you feel talented in and what other people have like affirmed in you over years. And right. don't be afraid to show off a little confidence you have. I'm like, no, right. I can come in, whatever it may be. And like, I can help you in this. I, I know I can like, I know for I sure. can add value in this way. And that's what I learned from that year in YouTube in Dallas to of just like, because a big way to grow on YouTube is like collabing with a, people bigger than you. But right. it's hard to like get someone with a million subscribers to make a video with you. Like, who are you guys? Hey, you <laughs> have to come in and add value some way or another. Yeah. So that's how we got in with Logan Paul. I was like, hey, we break world records. Logan, do you have a world record? No. Would you love to have a Guinness World Record? We can do that for you. We can give you content. In fact, right. like, I learned a lot through that. That's it was cool. like you have to be adding value because people all the time hit train and I go, dude, we got we to gotta make a video someday. And that's the end of the pitch. Like, we're never going to make a video if that's how it is. Right. But if you come, it's like to go back to ballpark. You know, you come up to the plate and you got a bat in your hands. You come swinging. Sure. Sure, you put a little thought right. into this. So many people get up to the plate without even a, a bat or a helmet in their hands. Just like, just happy to be here. Like, yeah. Well, that's, you're
0: not going to get on base doing that. <laughs> that was me in baseball. <laughs> I'm just happy to life. be here. Yeah, that <laughs> yeah, was re- Yeah. Just pick I the had, flowers in the right field. This is fun. Yeah. I had a friend. She She had a son. And she's like, I have a hard time because my son wants to be a professional basketball player. Like that's his thing. And he's been there buddy in middle school. <laughs> but then she's like, and so I know I shouldn't just tell him like, yeah, just chase your dream. Like, or I should, but I shouldn't like, she was just torn on this. And mm-hmm. we were just having this like real conversation. And then she's like, but he's in eighth grade and he can dunk. And I'm like, Oh, he might. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was so, not there. I was so not that She's position. like, she was just having this battle of like, how do I handle my son's dreams? And I think when you can be honest and, like you were saying i wasn't dunking then yeah. i like my life goal life goal at that time was to tick the net like just yeah. <laughs> just get the get little, little net touch got a yeah, pre-game or the layup back, lines. then it was the backboard yeah it that's like the, the bottom backboard. of the
1: rim not the rim but like the box that the the rim is attached to yeah
0: but but like when you can realistically look and see like these things and how they can line up like that's a really fun piece of the life puzzle of the going somewhere like <laughs> journey. yeah like, it's going somewhere and i don't know the ages of everyone listening but i've said
1: before i was like i don't think i knew anything till i was 27 like like i can't believe they let me have a youth ministry job i was so stupid <laughs> i didn't know a thing and i still i'm probably gonna look back at this three years from now be like, i can't believe i thought i knew anything when i was 30 hey you no know, i think that's kind of part of life but truly it's like right. it took a while it took like traveling it took having a couple different jobs and to get a wider perspective on life and feel like I at least know something. And so right. sometimes it just takes a while, you know? Yeah. It just takes a while to really feel like you kind of know what's going on, not even just the world, but even just yourself. Even it takes a while just to garner some self awareness or some perspective. So for sure.
0: I don't know. Then again, I don't know. What do I know? I feel like there's like multi, you know, things to the name of this podcast, like going somewhere, like profound yeah. life. But then it's also like, these conversations are going to go somewhere somewhere. I don't know, whatever direction. No, I appreciate you coming on and I just love what you're doing. I'd love for sure that not only are you like pursuing your dream, but you're doing it in a way. I think that's really inspiring. Like you're doing it in a way that, you know, I think in a lot of people can look at you guys and be like, they're just doing it. Like they're doing (laughs) it. They're doing the stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's pretty cool.
1: Thank you. And it, it, it's great hearing those things because it's a great reminder. It's like, yeah, there's so many people out there who probably like would love to be making comedy content. It's like, yeah, we are doing it. I need to n- never take this for granted and right. never stop being thankful for like, yeah, I'm able to make a living writing jokes. And that's awesome. That's, you know, yeah, it really is crazy. So
0: one one of the questions I always ask, and when I say always, you're like the second guest, but great. yeah, um, you, I always ask this. You've never not done this. What advice would you give to 20 year old Jake?
1: Oh, good question. I don't think I've ever been asked. Anything like this. What advice would you give to 20-year-old Jake? Um, let's see. I would say you don't know anything about girls. You're not going to for a long time. So don't worry <laughs> about that. Um, just
0: cross that one off. Like, yeah, just take that even, off. Doesn't need to take part of the pie chart of the break. Yeah.
1: Don't even worry about that. Um, and I would say uh, just continue to make an effort to put – like the people around you, I shouldn't say first because I, you know, God should probably be first, but continue to elevate the people around you and just like treat them a- as well as you can? I don't know. It's not that I look back and like, gosh, I treated people poorly, but yeah. the people that I feel like I treated well, and they come back and they tell me nice things, I'm like, that is one of the coolest things to hear. It's like I remember back in college, you did this, 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 and it's like I would love to hear a thousand more of those stories. So it's like that's the biggest thing I think I could have told college Jake, or just like. Do make someone's day every day or like treat someone the way you would have loved to have been treated, you know, treat people with more respect than they deserve. Give everyone the benefit of the doubt. Just like the way I treat people is really important to me. And to learn that earlier would have been even even better, I think. That's awesome. So that's my answer in the moment. Ask me 10 minutes from now. I might have a completely different answer.
0: Yeah. then, yeah. when you're 40, you'll have advice for 30 year old Jake. Yeah. And, you know, it's just the Lancer is like,
1: yeah, uh, invest in Bitcoin, actually, <laughs> is what I would have told him. <laughs> so, Androids? Said. Not that cool, actually. <laughs> I know you thought they were cool, but no. <laughs> like 10% of the market share. Yeah, it's not even close to iPhones. So, that's awesome. Any hybrid of that. Uh, no girls, yes, Bitcoin. That's the advice. Yeah,
0: the, the practical advice <laughs> is important, too. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah. Just so. dump the Android on the side of the road right now, Jake. Yeah. Now. Remember that? Remember the BlackBerry stage? It was like, dude, they have a scrolly wheel. This is kind of cool. When when did you get like your first
1: smartphone? Um, I think it was like sophomore year of college. I had a Droid, and I was like, not
0: bad. GPS, pretty I was, cool. I was a senior in college. Okay, nice. And I I was a social media intern for our wellness center at NDSU. Okay, and before I got the smartphone. I was doing everything with my DSLR. And so I would just lug it around oh my. and like take a picture and then I would go upload it and then make it into a square, put it on, <laughs> put it on like Facebook or whatever. It was like the most brutal process. My I was goodness. Like, I need, I need an iPhone. Look at you now. Shooting on an <laughs> <Look> iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> I've graduated all the way to shooting on an iPhone. Dude, but. that was the best. I mean, the,
1: we, we were in a great age where we truly saw the revolution of, of most technologies, but especially right. cell phones. Oh, for like, sure. What was your first cell phone? When'd you get it?
0: It was well, my mom, brother, and I all shared one, which well, is sure. I think a common story. <laughs> yeah, it's a big nineties thing. We yeah. had a Nokia with Snake. Snake. Like, yeah, that's... my parents had the Nokia. It was fire. What yeah. was your? I
1: I never got that. My first one was just like some LG flip. I don't even think it had a name. You it know, just LG, LG flip phone flip two. <laughs> yeah, flipper. I had that It was awesome. The.
0: It wasn't like the flip up. It was like the slider. Sure. Yeah. I don't even remember what my kind that was. Had that. I was like, it's oh. pretty
1: fun. Yeah, because it was so cool because I was sick. I still remember the day like I got T9. unlimited texting because I remember start off. I got 400 texts a month, like my first plan. And right. the day I got unlimited texting, I I blew the doors off my data plan. I mean, that was I think that's the reason they came up with Amber Alerts. They saw how quickly <laughs> I could fire off texts like we should use this for missing children. This is a great way to get information <laughs> out. Just yeah. rapid text.
0: So they hired me. That was another job I had. I was yeah, the yes. Amber Alert so guy. It was, was all manual.
1: They were like, You should do engineering or, you know, find missing children. And I was like, Yeah, we'll have a I can help. So That's um, great. That's so funny. Dude, yeah,
0: that was the best day of my life. Limited texting. I I, I also I I would also have to pay my mom extra because I would like go the thing. Bit. Or yeah. I wouldn't have any more text and it'd be like six days and I'm like calling my friend and be, like. I can't respond cuz I can't. Text me. Yeah, don't text yeah. me. Don't text me. <laughs> or even growing up just like the landline system in yeah. home. Like we're every used to call
1: girls that way. That's crazy. I'm I'm too, like...
0: I had a <laughs> little maroon one. It had the <laughs> It had like the front desk receptionist like oh, ear wow. thing. And you're like so a I telemarketer could, like... for women. <laughs> it was like a handheld thing and I had a really long cord so I could like pace a little bit. <laughs> sure, yeah, get the but feet moving. But it was always nerve-wracking of like what if my mom like is listening to this Picks like up the
1: phone or oh i hated the anxiety of like i'm trying to call angelica but i mean her dad could answer her mom could, her older brother could answer right please answer angelica i don't have to go through a family or member to get to even, you
0: even even just like going and playing at your friend's house you know like oh, yeah. that that was a phone call for me like i don't <laughs> yeah. think people understand a lot of these things yeah like my friend daniel he was like my best friend growing up i would call him and like we learned the etiquette so i would say Hello, Mrs. Shayner is is Daniel available? Uh-huh. And that's how I had to answer or like do it every time. And, Love it. And then sometimes Daniel was available, sometimes he wasn't. <laughs> sometimes Daniel sometimes, was out and about. Sometimes I would cold show up at his house and just knock on the door like a <laughs> psychopath. You know, is Daniel available right now? <laughs> yeah, those are the good old days. Communication skills. Yes.
1: Look at us. And now we're podcasting. You don't get to be a podcaster unless you grew up in the nineties. You know, you had yeah. to make the phone calls. There's 90s not going to be anything like this. In no, 10 years. no Gen Zers could ever have a podcast. <laughs> they would know how to talk. Just kidding. I love you, Gen Z. You're great. You're Great. Thanks You're for listening to this in ten years. So
0: yeah, yeah. No, I, once this is blown up, I appreciate you taking the time to jump on. Yeah, excited to perform tonight. Yeah, a little practice sesh right now. You know? For sure. Yeah, excited. Thanks for having me in Fargo. Absolutely, it's pretty cool. And where can we find you? How can those that are listening? How should they keep up with with Jake Triplett?
1: I mean, definitely check out my link tree. I mean, that's (laughs) by far the most important thing that I have going on right now. I update that all the time. Definitely check out my link tree. I mean, my Instagram is Triplet Jake. I post there whenever I remember it. But um, I mean, mainly like, I guess YouTube and it's any, whatever app or platform you like to watch videos on, we're making them under the name Trey, Trey Kennedy and also under the name Gene Shorts. Those are like our two channels where we're like pushing out content on a weekly basis and... If you want to listen to a podcast i do it's called ghost runners but listen to this one first make sure you're all caught up on this podcast then if you want you can listen to
0: ghost runners it's not going to take long because we only have a couple episodes <laughs> but okay you guys get caught up fast yeah no i appreciate it and if you are watching this on youtube make sure you subscribe get all of these coming out and then anywhere you're listening to podcasts subscribe definitely subscribe follow whatever the
1: button says on your platform i would say review the
0: reviews are a big thing i'm learning five star
1: ratings those help they help Just- get to know the buttons you don't need to smash it you don't need to tap it just (laughs) smash the Yeah, just flirt with it for a while take it out i don't know just tap it with one of your fingers yeah decide what you want to do with it get
0: involved with this button awesome well appreciate it until next time thanks for joining us on the going somewhere podcast see ya hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. Jake and I haven't known each other for years and years, so it's really fun to just sit down and just have a conversation and see where it went. And I knew we were gonna have a lot of laughs. He's a hilarious dude, but I was truly impacted by so many of the things that he said. I loved how he pursued working for Trey Kennedy. He just came to him saying, here's what I'm good at. Here are the things that uh, I have God-given talents, and I can add value to you in this way, in this way, in this way. And I think if we all approached our life in that way, of I know the things that God has put in me, I know myself, and how I, now I'm just going to aim to add value to the people around me. I'm going to add value to my workplace. I'm going to add value to the the people I live with. I'm going to add value to my church and to my community. The other thing was, he talked about ha- living a 10 out of 10 life, where our talents and our God-given desires meet with our passion and we live there and that's our sweet spot and I think all of us have a 10 out of 10 life and whatever that looks like might be different but that's my question for you today is what does a 10 out of 10 life look for you in this season of your life regardless of whether you are a parent who stays at home with kids or you are in college, or you are pursuing a dream job of some sort, what's a 10 out of 10 life for you? What does it take for you to pursue that and to put God first in that endeavor? That's the challenge, and that's what we want to talk more and more about. So head on over to the Instagram page, goingsomewhere.podcast, so we can carry on this conversation for the days and weeks to come. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you again next Friday with a new episode of the Going Somewhere podcast.